decided that I'm not going to sing the intro anymore because I listened to some of them back and I just felt ashamed of myself to be honest. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to say hello. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon and welcome to the Out of Office podcast with me, your host Fiona Thomas. I hope that you are doing well. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I don't know about you, um, but I'm kind of struggling to integrate into <laughs> society again. Um, I'm recording this um, in May, the very end of May 2021, and in the UK and England, we're like allowed to do lots of stuff now. We're allowed to sit in restaurants, we're allowed to meet more people, we're allowed to meet people indoors, we're allowed to hug people, which is a sentence that I never thought I would say. I never thought I'd be happy to hug people. Sorry, I just had to stop to have a caffeine fix there. Um, yeah, it's been a bit mad and if you've been following uh, my journey for a while, you'll know that I have mental health issues, I have depression and anxiety, I have like low level anxiety about life, just like anxiety about existing, <laughs> um, but then I also have social anxiety, so being around other people and like going to like real life events and um, getting public transport and going to new places and stuff like that just really stresses me out and I'm an introvert as well so I think an introvert with social anxiety is like a double threat <laughs> so yeah I, I think I think by the end of 2019 I would have said to you that I've got my social anxiety under control and that I'm, I'm really quite good at socialising but um, 2020 I think has just totally put me not back at square one but it's definitely triggered a lot of things that used to that for a while were easy um, but yeah I'm finding socialising with people really really hard at the moment we had a um, weekend last weekend where we went to see family and we, so we stayed in someone else's house and I found that really hard and I feel like it's such a privilege to be able to do it, but I feel that I feel really guilty and kind of stupid about saying this, but it just felt really hard to be around people for a full weekend, um, people that I love and want to be around, but I just found it really difficult, really exhausting. Yeah, and I think somebody, I think it was my friend Emily said that she read a, an article from a, a, a psychologist saying that we've been we've been conditioned to think that everything like being outside is a danger. That's that's what we've been conditioned to do through this this pandemic. Um, so it's kind of hard to expect us to be able to now go out into the world and act normal, like inherently, like our bodies just see socialising and being outside as a danger. So, yeah, of course it's going to give us anxiety. So, I just wanted to <laughs> get that off my chest. Not got anything to do with the podcast episode. But I just, you know, like, 
I just think it's important to say when you're not feeling good because I know that a lot of you will be feeling the same so please don't feel guilty about it, don't feel bad about it, it's just a difficult time for everyone. But anyway, I thought today I would talk a little bit about self-doubt because the last episode that I posted was all about how to host your first online event. If you haven't listened to it, then you go and listen to it after this one. And I spoke about it, spoke about the topic on Instagram and asked people like, would you think about hosting your own online event as a freelancer? What would you talk about if you're worried about what is it you what is it that's putting you off? And people some people said the tech, some people said, Oh, I don't know what I would talk about, scared that people wouldn't turn up. Um and but one of the, the kind of most common ones was confidence. People saying like, oh, I'm just not confident enough to talk in front of other people, of other people and worried that I would make a mistake and all that kind of thing. So it just got me thinking that self-doubt is something that lots of you struggle with. I definitely struggle with it a lot. And I think when you're anxious, it like ramps up even more because you start to question all your choices and you start to think, oh, should I do this or should I do that instead? Like... Um, and it can really affect your self-esteem you can start to feel crap about yourself so I thought it would be fun and helpful to talk about self-doubt today so I am going to give you what have I got one two three four yeah four uh, tips that I want to give you to hopefully help you improve your self your feelings of self-doubt not necessarily so that you can go and host an online event but just so that you can um, feel a bit more self-assured and a bit more confident in your freelance life because it doesn't come well it might come naturally to some people but confidence I think is just a case of trial and error and like doing the thing and knowing that you might make a mistake but the more that you do it the more confident you will be so I really do think that confidence is something that you can learn and inner confidence like I think I've got quite a lot of inner confidence and I think I'm quite self-assured I guess like I'm quite confident in my decisions and quite confident in where I want to go where I want to be but that comes with time and it also doesn't necessarily translate to outward confidence but it still feels good it feels good to not doubt your decisions when you're like no I know myself and I know that this is the right thing for me so anyway let's get on with some chat about self-doubt the first thing that I tell every freelancer especially writers I talk to a lot of writers if you don't know I host a lot of writing workshops and courses which you, you can find on my website um, if you want to like to blog.com I've got um, a workshop coming up at the end of June which is called journaling for creative writers I'm doing it in collaboration with Helen Redfern who's another amazing writer she's like the journaling queen like she properly journals every single day um, has good systems for her journals um, uses it a lot for goal setting as well but anyway, that's by the by. <laughs> um, but something that I tell all writers, and especially people who call themselves budding writers, is I say, call, start calling yourself a writer. And it sounds, well, it sounds easy, but it's not. If you if you are a budding writer, 
you will know how hard it is to go up to someone and say, hi, my name's da 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 and I'm a writer. It just feels really scary. We get a lot of imposter syndrome around it. So if you struggle to actually say the words out of your mouth, then the simplest thing you can do is to update your social media bios. Because the way I see it, your social media bio, whether it's your Twitter, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, maybe TikTok. I don't know, I don't use TikTok. Um, Your social media bio is prime real estate. And that is where you need to really big yourself up (laughs) so that people are compelled to actually hang around and follow you on social media and interact with you. And I think you can use it as a practice for real life interactions, which sounds like we're living in like a dystopian future, but I guess we kind of are at this point. But for me, um, when I was really struggling with mental health, um, as, as I still do, but back in the day when I was really struggling with depression and anxiety, I started talking about my mental health on the internet, spoke about it to people in DMs, I wrote about it in my Instagram captions, I wrote about it on my blog and gradually that that meant that I got to the point where now I am, I do public speaking about my mental illness journey. Bearing in mind at the beginning when I first got diagnosed, I couldn't even talk to my friends and family about it, I couldn't say out loud that I have depression and anxiety, I've had a mental breakdown, I couldn't talk about those things face to face with people but I could write them down. So I really do think that having um, kind of faking confidence in your online space can have a ripple effect into your real life and make you more confident. So if you put in your bio, you know, I am a writer, not a budding writer, stop saying you're a budding writer, (laughs) or um, I don't know, like a budding artist or budding photographer. It's like, no, call yourself what you are in your insta bio or your twitter bio because it just makes people have more confidence in you and therefore you can have more confidence in yourself they will talk to you as though you are a writer as though you are a photographer um, and it just helps you kind of ease yourself in to this this identity that you want to have so i used to really like i said struggle to introduce myself as a writer even even though <laughs> Even when I had been published, I uh, had my book published and I'd been published um, um, you know, in Grazia, on um, the Metro, all that kind of thing. I still was like, when I introduced myself and I say, hi, my name's Fiona and I'm a writer. I just felt like, oh, like, am I really though? Because I don't have an English degree. Um, I haven't done an internship in a magazine. Like, I, I felt like, oh, I've just kind of snuck in the back door to this industry (laughs) and how I'm going to be found out but putting the word writer in my twitter bio and my instagram bio just felt so much easier than saying it out loud and after months of seeing it in my bio I definitely gained the confidence to say it in real life and now I really confidently I introduce myself, I say hi, my name's Fiona, I'm a freelance writer, I'm an author and I've written two books. I remember um, back in probably was about 2018-19 so I had been published at this point and I went to an event I remember what event it was it was Joe 
Joe Love, her online store had their first birthday party in London and I won tickets to go because I, I hadn't actually became friends with Joe yet. Uh, I won a ticket to go and I was there with, I met my friend Jana and she introduced me to another woman um, and I think she was a, a lawyer. She had like some sort of title that I was like kind of intimidated by. <laughs> and Jana is, is in the middle of setting up her um, tech startup. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so out of my depth here because these are really smart, intelligent, gorgeous, really cool women. Um, and I introduced myself. I said, hi, my name's Fiona. Oh, I'm just a writer. <laughs> and this woman, like... Um, in my memory, she like put both her hands on my shoulders and was like, don't you ever say that you are just a writer. You are a writer. And I was like, really, um, felt really empowered by that. So don't ever like add a caveat or a, a preface to what you're saying. Just say what you are and start with your social media. So if you're anything like me, you could have 10 people say really nice things about you to your face and then you could have one person say something not so nice like 10 people could be like oh my god love your hair love your dress love your outfit your book's amazing and then one person could say something like "Mm, those shoes look like they're a bit big for you (laughs) and I would be like that would be the one thing that I would remember I think um, a lot of people have that, I think we all have that negative bias, it's natural, Um, we find it really hard, we find it almost impossible to forget the nasty comments about our work or even just the kind of ambivalent comments and we take them to be nasty, Um, even though there's hundreds of positive ones too, but this is natural and our brains are unfortunately just hardwired to highlight the negative things as it's kind of like as a survival technique. So if you went on a hike and you had a scary interaction with a bear, (laughs) you'd probably remember that part of the day. Like you wouldn't come home and be like, yeah, I had a really nice trip. Um, Oh, and there was a bear. I had an interaction with a bear. (laughs) You'd be like, you come home and you'd be like, I just like got terrified by a bear that nearly knocked me off my bike. so from that point of view, you can see like why it makes sense because it helps you to avoid danger in the future. You're like, I'm never going to go on that bike route again or I'm not going to go at that time of day or I'm not going to go alone because there's bloody bears there. Well, this I guess the same is kind of true for negative feedback um, or difficult experiences that we have at work. So while like recognising that your own negative bias won't necessarily banish those feelings. I think being aware of that is often a good first step in just making um, some changes in your in your mindset. I'm not like, I don't want to be like, oh, just focus on the positive. But I think we can work towards savouring those positive moments in the same way that you like, you know, but maybe this is something that I do it drives my husband mad. If I get chocolate, like, I really like to savour it. So if I get a Malteser, like, one pack of Maltesers, like, just a little single serving size, that could last me, like, a good 20 minutes because I will let each one melt in my mouth (laughs) because I like to make the most of each one. So if you are, like, you are like me and like to let things melt in your mouth, you can practice this kind of savouring, um, 
in your freelance life as well with all your successes. So at the end of each day, it can be really good to take a few minutes to just think back on all the things that you've achieved. So it could be something huge. It could be like, I finally like put my website up or, oh my God, like I actually secured my dream client or got that big invoice paid. But it could also be something small like, oh, you sent your first newsletter or I actually set a boundary with a client or um, I did that meeting that felt like I really didn't want to go into the meeting but I didn't and I think remembering how it feels to check those things off your list and to just kind of revel in that positive emotion um, can be really helpful and that satisfaction and sense of confidence that it gives you to meet your goals Um, and doing this act of savouring which is like it is actually like a psychological tool um, it can help you remind remind you of all the skills that you have um, and all the things that you've achieved and all the things that you've overcome, even the small things and the big things. Um, it can kind of help dampen those feelings of self-doubt and nurture those feelings of confidence. If, you're, if that's something that you want to do, then I would recommend that you get a positive planner because um, it's a brilliant mental health journal that you fill out every morning and evening and there's a little gratitude list in there so I think you can kind of adapt that to um, work for your freelance business or your side hustle so you can focus on all the little things you've done and the big things um, but savouring those positive experiences can actually help to rewire that part of your brain that always focuses on the negative so it's not about acting like the difficult things don't matter not about blocking them out because you know I am not like that. I think you need to express your sadness and your difficult emotions when they come up. But it's also bringing in the positive as well. So just reminding yourself, yeah, that difficult thing happened, that hard thing happened. I'm sad about it. But it's not the only thing that happened today. Here's the good thing that did happen today. So for example, today, I so I just did a workshop last night. and I, An online workshop and I always have an energy hangover after it. Um, It's just an introvert thing. The next day I always feel really tired, really exhausted, really um, kind of emotionally drained. So I slept in today until 12 o'clock. I wasn't planning to sleep in (laughs) quite that late. So when I woke up I felt a bit, like I just felt a bit shit about myself. I was like, oh you're so lazy, like why do you need to do this? Um, And I was planning on recording like quite a few podcast episodes today. But then I was like, actually, I'm just, I'm too tired. Like, I'm not going to do anything at all. I'm just going to chill, going to do my emails. But then after I kind of like had some lunch, had a coffee, well, had two coffees, <laughs> I'm now here recording this podcast. So that's something that I'm going to record later on today is that actually I did get one podcast um, recorded. And another thing I'm really proud of is that I gave myself that flexibility and that time to rest. So doesn't always need to be a productivity thing that you savour it could be the fact that you were kind to yourself so I think doing stuff like that can really help with that that self-doubt because I could have doubted my decision to have that rest I could have given myself a hard time for it but I decided no I know myself I know that I need the rest so I'm going to give it to myself And whenever you do receive 
comments about your work um, or positive feedback, whether it's like an email, a DM, or it could be somebody saying like, oh, I love that photograph you took if you're a photographer. If you're a makeup artist, it could be someone saying like, oh, like a I love the way you've done your lipstick today or I saw that tip you shared on Instagram and now I do it and it makes my makeup look amazing. All those little things that you go, oh that's nice. You need to get good at capturing that stuff and save them for future reference. So make it your mission from today onwards. Whenever someone says something positive or affirms your ability and your work, screenshot it it's a dm an email a testimonial screenshot it or copy and paste it and file it away in a specific folder either on your emails or on your desktop or on your phone or all three i basically have all three so i have one on my computer one of my emails and one on my phone so that whatever you know communication avenue it comes through whether it's email or Instagram or whatever, or a text message, I screenshot it and save it to that folder for, for whenever I need a confidence boost. Um, that self-doubt and that kind of imposter syndrome thing is really good at twisting the narrative so that you feel unqualified in yourself. And I get it all the time as well, like when I'm hosting a workshop, I think, oh God, like why am I doing this? I've got no qualifications, I shouldn't be doing this. And then I go to that folder and I read all the things that people have said after my previous workshops. They'll say, this is amazing, feel really inspired to start writing again, this has transformed the way I'm working, um, and inspiring repeat at the moment. There's people that have picked up novels that they haven't, you know, novels that they started writing six years ago and they finally got back into them and they're rewriting them, all that stuff. I need to look at that as evidence. So that's your mission, is to collect all that stuff and see it as evidence to the contrary. So it's evidence against that self-doubt inside your brain that's telling you you're no good, that you're rubbish, that you're not qualified. Seeing it all written down in black and white can be really helpful, again, to rewire that part of your brain, that voice that keeps saying you're rubbish, you're rubbish, you're rubbish. Well, it's your mission to find evidence to contradict that. I thought I would end this episode with um, a little extract from Out of Office. So this is in, bear with, part four of the book, which is called The Show Must Go On, right? And it's all about managing your mental health as a freelancer. Um, And I write a little section about all the negative (laughs) feelings that come up when you are self-employed. So there's um, anxiety, guilt, fear, loneliness, low self-esteem, shame, comparison... (laughs) The list goes on. Um, but yeah, that, that is the reality of freelancing. Um, but these negative emotions, they do come up and they're not necessarily always a bad thing. So I've written in, in um, Out of Office on page 266. I believe that feeling negative emotions is important to maintaining good mental health. Being exposed to small amounts of stress is actually good for us. A multi-year study conducted by UCLA found that People who experience moderate levels of trauma displayed better mental health than those who experienced none at all. It seems that working through negative emotions can foster resilience and help people feel less distressed and have fewer post-traumatic stress symptoms and higher life satisfaction over time than those without negative life events. Perhaps more importantly, those who have lived through moderate adversity were least affected by more recent stressors. 
the study concluded that in moderation, whatever does not kill us may indeed make us stronger. I thought that's a nice way to end the episode. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that you are ready to kick self-doubt to the curb. And don't forget you can get a copy of my book out of office. The link will be in the show notes. Don't forget to share this episode on social media if you enjoyed it. Come and chat to me in Instagram DMs if this has helped you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.